again. Nobody want to hear about mental health, but that's okay. Lost in the lifestyle, where's the exit out the maze, but don't act like I ain't say nothing. So you face what's in the mirror, what's leaving is always coming, so really what's the point of running? Get that shit up off your chest, it hurts dealing with stress. Make your next move the best and then go and deal with the rest. If you think you're starting to lose people or things, think for a second about trees that share leaves. Go bear in the winter just to bloom in the spring. Gotta remind myself to cry is fundamental to grief. Nobody wanna hear about mental health. That's okay. Catch you on the rebound. Hey, Hi, how are you? So, what's up? What's up? Man, um, I dropped the ball, but I'm glad that you like still available. Um, yes. I'm excited to do this. Me um, too. It's how different. You doing today? I'm huh? doing good. You know, I've been kind of busy with work, but I'm good. I was waiting for this, and I was like, oh, I, I bet he messed up these times because I'm in California yeah. and Texas, but we got it. <laughs> Yeah. You gotta Sorry. stay on yeah. I'm sorry. But uh I'm good. Um my niece just graduated from uh first grade. Yay. So that's exciting. Yeah, so that's like an exciting day. Yeah. Um and I'm like I'm just in off season and um just slowly kinda getting back to like working and doing my podcast and like creating content and stuff like that. Well, I'm glad to be here. I'm excited. Yeah. So, um, let me introduce everybody to Dr. Casey Morris, uh, former athlete, um, Texas Tech alumni, and now you are an author. Yeah, I am. Thank so, you for having me. So, how did that come about? Man, so, I've always wanted to do, like, writing and kids books so for me it's not really hard to like write kids books because I did my dissertation for my PhD so this is fun writing for me and I have a five-year-old so she has all these great ideas and so it's kind of easy to write because she just says something and I'm like oh my gosh I could write a book about that I love that so it's kind of easy and I always wanted to do it so I kind of checked it off my list recently so I'm happy I did it yeah and the book is called the playground queen Yep, that's right, The Playground Queen. Okay. Can you tell us a little bit about the book? Of course, I would love to. So the book is about, it's kind of deep. So this past year we had COVID-19, and that made it so we all had to be indoors and around our family a lot. And our kids heard a lot about our opinions, so that, you know, having to do with, like, divisiveness and, you know, social injustice. They saw George Floyd, and a lot of stuff was things that kids really weren't used to seeing on TV. So they were having conversations with with people and about things that they normally wouldn't have conversations about. So um, this book is really about like if they were to have an experience like that, the little girl named Kaya is a black young girl. She goes to school um, and when she goes to school, she has a friend, a white boyfriend that's like on her Zoom calls in class and we're all social distancing and then they go back to class and he doesn't want to be her friend anymore. So she has to learn how to deal with that peer and social rejection. And so her community, um, black and brown kids, lift her up and make her feel special again. And she was really shy, but then when they lifted her up, she felt better. And then by the end of the book, she had the strength to be the little white kid's friend again and forgive him pretty much. And then she was at the top of the pyramid and felt like a queen. Okay. Nice, nice, nice. I read a lot. I read a, um, so your daughter is five. Yep. Right. Uh, my niece is six years old. I love that. So, so that's like right look. in the same realm. Yeah. What is she, in first grade? No, she's not even in kindergarten yet. So she's okay. she just turned five in January, so in September she'll okay. go to kindergarten. So she's getting ready for that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, so like, as her uncle, I try to like uh, stay hip to like the things that she likes. So I catch myself like watching like all of these kids' movies, um, Paw Patrol, Descendants. Like I try to like I try to watch what she watches and stuff like that. Um, kids like 
children's like movies and books like that to me like it's always like a message like how you say about yeah. uh kaya like it's always like a message for me to kind of like take away yeah you know for sure um, i don't know yeah. if you've seen um we were just talking about it what's the the movie with like the little bunny rabbit in it and what is that movie called um it's a it's a kid's movie zootopia yeah it's like a kid i haven't seen zootopia yet Oh, okay, there's so many messages in that book, and it's kind of similar. Like, there's always something a kid can take away, and when they're younger, they may not understand it, but it's good for them to learn about it because eventually they'll they'll know it's important. So, I yes. try to introduce it to them earlier than later. That's dope. That's dope. Um, another thing I wanted to talk to you about was like, I think we spoke about like being an athlete and then like not really knowing like who to turn to, but like. This unique opportunity, because my friend is a doctor, um, <laughs> I can turn to her. Um, so, like, I started my podcast. You were at, I think you were at Tech. Um, I'm not sure if you had left or not, but, like, my dad passed. and then, Yep. Were you there? Yep, I was there. I, was, I remember that. Yeah. So, you were there. Um, and it was just, like, it's like a re- it was a really hard experience for me. You know what I mean? Um, I didn't really understand, like, what was going on, like, how to deal with it, how to cope with it, or anything like that. Um, I was seeing a therapist at the time, but I wasn't, like, my emotional intelligence, like, wasn't developed at all. You know what I mean? And uh, I know that, like, I can't be, like, the only one that dealt with stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Even at your time during tech, like, was it anything that, like, happened to you, like, while you were there? I mean, yeah, I think that we all have losses, but for you personally, I remember when, when that happened to you and like the, I don't know if you knew, but other athletes knew about it. And so it was like hard because like we wanted to probably like all hold you and stuff like be like, oh, JT, come here. Like I want to hold you and all this. But like when we're younger, it's kind of yeah. hard to know how to do that. So we're all like, okay, like do I make eye contact? Do I not? Like do I go up and give him a hug? Because we're not mature enough to know that. So I was just talking about that actually about just mental health, like knowing we all go through stuff. And when we're young as athletes and we have all these responsibilities, it's super hard to be able to navigate like when you need a break, like when you need to get away from it. Because I saw you still in the gym right after it happened. And I was like, oh, how is he doing this? <laughs> I was like... I just want to go over there and be like, JT, like, come here, let's just, but it's just hard to know, really, like, what somebody needs, like, for you, it may have been, like, you felt better when you were in the gym or something, but I for sure have lost people, you know, I lost grandparents, and really, after I was done playing is when I had, like, my hardest losses, Um, so my grandmother was, like, the person that held us all together, and I was going through some other stuff in my life, Um, so I'm a single mom. So I was moving back home and, you know, doing it by myself and making sure and something happened to where it was like unexpected, of course, for me and my family. So I drove back from Texas to California. And then right when I came back, my grandmother had has Alzheimer's. So she was like, you know, deteriorating with time. And I really didn't know it was that bad. But then eventually I can see she was like we were losing her. And then she I had a loss. So that was like two two like tough situations and so I was kind of numb throughout that experience and you really don't deal with it until you step back and like take some time to really think about what happened and what you've been through so mm. I felt for you for sure you were strong yeah. as hell too <laughs> man I was like I tell people all the time like I was uh like you say I was numb and yeah. uh I don't like to like believe in regret but like one of like my biggest regrets is like leaving tech but yeah. <laughs> um, it all just like it all just happened fast. Like Dallas was closer, SMU was like a lot closer to my family. I just felt yeah. like it was like the right thing to do. But uh, yeah. yeah, I definitely was finding myself at Texas Tech. Surprise um, you? Uh, it was just fun. It was fun down there. It's different. It is. Yeah, I was surprised you left because you were doing so well. But also, I understood. Like you know, you got to do what's right for your family. So don't have regrets and. You know, we, everything happens for you're in a position right now where you're doing great in basketball. You have these opportunities that a lot of people don't have. So, okay. you know, things happen for a reason, even though they're like hurdles where at the time it's like it's hard to think that things happen for a reason because it's so negative at that time. But think about where you are in comparison to some of your peers, like people that have been through other things like you're a right. black man doing great things. Like give yourself some props because that's huge. 
That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, yeah, man, I got to brag on you. So, like, <laughs> you're a doctor. Yes. You're a doctor. <laughs> now, I, like, come on, now. you're a doctor. Um, what, like, what went into, like, that whole process to, uh, to become a doctor? Man, I didn't know I wanted to do this, so I was actually, like, um, I went through that same feeling, like, as a, as a student athlete, you feel like something's missing. So, like, you know, when you're done playing sports, I actually got injured. I don't know if you knew this, but I was injured when I was a junior. I hurt my ankle. I, like, hit it on both okay. sides of the floor, but I kept playing on it. And so at the end of my senior season, I got surgery, and, at, and he pretty much was like, you know, if you want to ever have kids and play with your kids, you probably should hang your shoes up. So I just had to make a decision at that point. And so um, I stopped playing, and I had plans to play further. But um, had to go through some jobs I hated. Like, I hated some jobs I had. But it was all for character building, so I appreciate it now looking back. But, um, yeah, I started working for the university. And then after I started working there, I was like, I want to be in the highest position I could be. So I, like, knew by doing that I had to get, like, a doctorate degree or something. So I went to go get my doctorate. And as I was doing that, you know, that tragic situation in my life happened and then um, ended up having to, like, take off a year. And then I finished it when I had my baby. So she was... I think she was maybe one when I graduated, not even one when I walked the stage. So that was my plan for her to, like, be able to experience it and see it. So I did it, and it's done now. So now I'm just moving forward. <laughs> that's dope, man. Yeah. That's dope. That's like, that's, I mean, to me, that's like, that's just a really big deal. Um, yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't happen often. I think I know one other doctor. She's also, really? she's also a female. Um, I yeah. love that. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a that's that's just a big deal. Uh, to an athlete, like de- definitely like myself, like after basketball or whatever sport that we play, it's like shit. We don't know. We, we kind of don't know where to turn or like right. what to do outside of uh, outside of sports, and that's like a very difficult transition it because is. Uh, like everything is good. Like while you at school, while you playing, but like when it's over, like it's. It's over. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's cold. It's like a cold world. For um, sure. Just yeah. in my experience, like, it's like, it turns into, like, people, people kind of uh, worried about, like, job security and things like that. And, like, they kind of see you as a threat. Um, yeah. So, yeah, in my experience, it was, like, a very hard transition. And I still, like, I still don't necessarily know what I want to do. But, um, yeah. like, I just, I try to, like, I tell myself to go in the direction of my calling, and I feel like mental yep. health is kind of something that I, I can see myself doing forever. Yeah. Um, I don't know in like what regard. I don't. I don't think I want to be like a therapist or a counselor. I would rather yeah. just like speak. Like speaking don't really uh, bother me. Yeah, I mean, you might end up doing something where like you you find a different opportunity from what you're doing. Like if you present or something, and you end up. Um, talking to a group of students and a professor sees you speaking or an administrator sees you speaking and they're like, I want to, I want you to build this relationship with these other student athletes who have the same experience as you. You can become like a person that's getting paid to essentially mentor student athletes and walk them through that transition. So there's so many opportunities and I think it's all about like keeping those relationships good that you have. So like when we play, they tell us like, you know, make sure you meet your donors and stuff that, and it's like, whatever like when I leave here they're not about to do nothing for me like you know you leave the university you don't hear nothing from your coaches or like it's like all right on to the next student athlete but when you become like an adult and you're your own person with your own identity um, you have the opportunity to like really take into consideration who you're building relationships with and you know making sure those relationships are genuine because that's really what's going to put you forward in the end like if you can call somebody and be like Remember I talked to you about this, like this mental health issue. Remember I talked to you that I wanted to do this kind of stuff. And he's like, oh, yeah, I know some people you can talk to. And those yeah. people might know somebody else. So that network you start building is going to be huge. Mm, that's true. Um, it all, like, all of it started at Tech, though. So I'm, I'm at Tech. And uh, this is, like, back when, like, it wasn't cool to be smart. You know, you know, athletes, <laughs> like, we're not, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, it wasn't cool. But uh, I just had, like, a problem speaking in front of people. I had, yeah. like, a big fear. And I took a speech class at at Texas Tech. Oh, and, really? Uh, yeah. And I was just like, I was like, man, like, let me just give my best. Like, let me just 
just give my best in this class. And like, I ended up being one of the best in the class. I was like, damn, like this is, this is not hard as I expected. You You're hella saying? good at it. Like, well, yeah. I'm surprised because you know, I remember, like, See, like you know, when I wasn't like talking, <laughs> you were hella exactly. shy. <laughs> exactly. I was like, oh, JT never about to. That's why when you lost your dad, I was like, what? What does he want me to say to him? Like, does he need? Even though, like, I know he's really quiet. Does he want somebody to come up to him? Like, it was all that stuff because it was like, I, and some people are just like laid back, and I know you were hella laid back when you were at Tech, so I was like, he probably just doesn't want to be bothered or whatever, but. Look how you speak now. Like, you're hella confident. You, that's good. I'm glad you found, like, your calling. Because a lot of people, even me, like, as a PhD, when I speak in front of people at meetings, I get super nervous. Like, I hate it. I get nervous, but I try, my, like, people that listen say they couldn't tell I was nervous. But to be honest, I'm like, yeah. I got to, like, breathe. Like, let you me think breathe. so? <laughs> let me get a doctor by my name. They're going to be sick with me. <laughs> right? They're going to get sick. They're going to tell me to shut up, yo. For real. Man, I, was, I, don't, I do not like it. but And it depends, no. like, what group is there. But, I mean, everybody is – public speaking is a huge talent. So to, to have that already, is our, you're a step ahead. True. Do you, um, do you ever go and, like, speak at the school? Like, different schools around me? Yeah. I have spoken at, for, like, student athletes and stuff who I've known. But right now I'm in – my, my career is in, um, I'm a technology consultant, so okay. I do a lot of stuff with, like, technology and, like, helping with mostly, like, understanding inclusion and diversity and trying to help with, like, bridging that equity, the divide that we see right now. So, like, that's really my passion. So, unless okay. a school needs help with that kind of stuff, I'm really not called upon, but I, I would love to because I feel like every time I talk, I make a new connection, like I was telling you about, whether that's, like, a parent. You know, when I was playing, I never really had like somebody who was, I was recruited by like pretty like bigger school. So my parents weren't ready for that. So mm. I never really had somebody who was like, you know, you should do this, this and that, or, you know, think about this, this and that. And I would love to be that person to like be there for students who are just, you know, you get hella juiced, excited about going to college. And sometimes you make a decision before thinking it through. So, um, you know, I love to be that person and be like a, a mentor and and I always offer myself, but I haven't spoken at as many as I want to. I moved to Sacramento, so I was, like, in the open okay. area before. But trying to build my network out here now in Sac, so. You should, I would encourage you, too. Um, I went, I read to Chloe's kindergarten class, I guess. Mm -hmm. And it was, it, was just, it was just a cool experience. Like, I, I doubt that they remember, like, one thing that I said. But, like, I just got to kick it with them and, like, just see, like, as adults, we we overcomplicate everything. And For real, like, yeah. A child to a child, it's like it's just one, two, three. Like they just make everything it like so simple. So it was like it was real cool to me. Like you have your own book, you know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. I would definitely like encourage you to do that. For sure, I'm ready now, especially with this book. I'm like I have a story to tell. Um, right. And I think, you know, from what I've seen, kids really enjoy reading the book. And, you know, they love the little empowerment at the end. And it's for both boys and girls. So, like, mm -hmm. she was the main thing is that, you know, it's okay for your community to come and make you feel better. Because somebody might be feeling the same way you feel. It's good for adults, too, to be honest. Like, you know, sometimes. Adults like, Right. Adults yeah. <laughs> sometimes, like, we have issues and it's like. I don't want to talk to that person or I'm going to let them be on their little island and really all they needed was somebody to come and talk to them and just be like, how can I help? You know, I'm, I'm in your community. I feel what you feel. You know, I know I've been there before. You know, sometimes it only takes that to change somebody's whole, you know, experience in their career or in life. Yeah, I think, uh, I think the hardest part is like, if you're trying to be a friend, so like, you don't want to like overstep that boundary and like invade their like privacy, but, uh, in my experience, like somebody, even when I was a tech, somebody that kind of knew me, they did. Like, they just were like, they were like, no, like, just sit down. Like, we just about to talk. Yeah. And that, that was one, that was like, that was probably the moment that I felt like I was kind of going off my path and they kind of brought me back to life. Yeah. That's what's up. Was it like a yeah. student or like the person that was a student? It was a student. Yeah. See, that's huge. Like yes. I, didn't, I didn't, I didn't think that deep when I was playing. Like I was for sure. Like you know how it is when you're when you're an athlete and you're playing. You're trying to like kind of worry about your own path and the stuff you're going through. So that's huge. Whoever that was, kudos to them because they were thinking forward. 
What's up? What's like the future for Dr. Casey Morris? Well, I want to continue to um, write books. So um, I enjoy writing kids' books. And um, we'll see where life takes me as far as like my consultant technology career. I enjoy doing what I'm doing right now. Um, I think for the most part, I want to make change so that we can give people like us, you know, opportunities that we may not have. So a lot of times... um, we hear like gaslighting, you know, people are trying to make it seem like something's not an issue. Like we see all these white people in leadership positions, but you know, we're still equal. And it's like, that doesn't even make sense. So I want to be the person to make sure that people get that opportunity for that, that opportunity to be able to exceed and and excel in whatever career they want to go into. So if I'm doing that in some way, that normally makes me happy. So whatever that means to take that to the next level, that's what I want to be doing. That's dope. So, as an author, do you have a favorite author? Man, that's a good question. Um, I usually read books like uh, that are like kind of more adult books. So I have I have favorite kids books that I read for my daughter. But okay. to be honest, I'm not even about to lie to you. I don't remember the author's names, but <laughs> but I have books that are like adult books that I like to read. Like um, right. Powernomics is one of the books that a lot of people don't know about, and it's by Dr. Claude Anderson. And it's, oh, it's I know him. Oh, you I do? definitely know him. He was on okay. the Breakfast Club. Yes, yes. Oh, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> I love his book. His book like opened up so many eyes for me, and I appreciate that he's done the research. So a lot of times, you know, people try to write books and say they know things about things and they haven't even done the research yet so I think that's more like because I've done that to the research but I appreciate people that take the time to use facts and statistics and say things that really are meaningful and can tell a story with that rather than somebody and I think there's beauty too in creativity I love that but I love that he's able to tell a story with using statistics so I I appreciate him for that and the book if you haven't read it you should because it's life changing for us called Power Comics Yep. I put it on my list. I, I love yeah. to read. That's uh like as I've gotten older, like that's reading is kinda one of the ways that I kinda like detach from my phone. I just yep. detach from everything, quiet everything, gotta just kinda it grounds me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it, yep. it grounds me. And For sure. I enjoy I enjoy it a lot. I agree um, with you. I never read in college. Like it was just <laughs> I was like, why would I waste my time? You know yeah. what I mean? But now as a, I'm, I'm pushing, I'm pushing 30, so. Oh, you're it's, still young, don't worry, sweetie. It's weird, it's weird. <laughs> it's, it, I don't, it's, it's weird, but, uh, it's fun, I, I think it gets better as you get older. That's what it I does, it does, yeah. and I feel like when we're in college, we think of it, like, as an assignment, because we got to do it for, like, assignments and stuff when we do our reading and stuff, but exactly. when we get older, we can choose what we want to read, and we can choose what kind of books we want to read, so. Education is power, so you know that's that's why I love Malcolm X because he said education is the passport to the future, and that's so mm. true. So. Okay. okay, so you got a little yeah. activist in you too. <laughs> a little bit. Little yeah, bit. I mean, I'm from Cali, man. So <laughs> I can't imagine what like what is that like to come from Cali to move to Texas. I mean, first of all, let's not act like I didn't. I moved to like Dallas or something. I was mm-hmm. in Lubbock, Texas. <laughs> Country, Lubbock. It's not like people don't understand. It's nothing out there. No, it's not like any other places in Texas. So I mean, I loved how it was at like all of the sports games. So in California, like UC Berkeley is known for like its education. So I went to UC Berkeley my first year, and then I transferred to Texas Tech. And then okay. when I got to Texas Tech. It was more about sports, but there was also some really good programs. Like, they had a really good engineering program and all that stuff. But when I tell you, like, the fan support was crazy. You know how it is at Texas Tech. The fan support was really, like, what made me be like, this is different out here. Like, it's a little different than what it was. So that's what I really loved about it. Um, And I went there because the coaches just, like, stayed loyal. Like, they kept recruiting me when I was done and I transferred. They were right there. The first ones at my door trying to get me to go to Texas. Tech, so it just ended up being the right fit. I took my visit and I saw the facility. Have you seen the facilities, the new ones? I've seen the pictures. Yeah. I haven't seen it it's in person, crazy but I'm like, I'm like, this is what y'all doing now? Right. This how y'all, this how y'all acting? <laughs> but they turned up though, so they like they, did. That's, they turned up. So yeah, it's uh, it's beautiful to see. Like I, I have to go see it for myself. 
Me too. Uh, I haven't been out there, but I heard it was super, super nice. I've seen pictures too. Yeah, the pictures look crazy. I have not been back. I I went back once since I left. Oh really? I just it, it just didn't feel right. I kind of felt like people thought I was a trade. And, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. imposter, imposter syndrome a little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, pictures look crazy. I saw yeah. some players that, like, played with you when I was going to walk for my uh, PH, for my doctorate. I went out there to really? get my doctorate. Yeah. Look, Toxic lives there. Uh, Clark lives there, I believe. He worked for the school. So, okay. yeah, some, some of them are this was a, a there's one a black dude you mentioned a black dude I know Clark lived there I didn't see him when I was there the one of your old teammates a black guy lived there Gocha I think Gocha lives there Sasha oh Gocha. does he okay I didn't see I, him I believe so I could be wrong but I think so okay yeah. I thought somebody I wish I remember because I'd be able to tell you but yeah what what's your there. what's your favorite memory of love man I mean. I feel like, you know, the pool parties were something different. <laughs> I mean, as fresh, a college fresh. student, um, I don't, my favorite memory probably, like, as a student athlete was um, we beat Baylor when they were number one. Mm. And that was that was really fun. Um, did, so, did y'all storm the court? Yeah. Mm. That's, like, one of the best experiences I ever had. Right? Yeah, yeah storming the court. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep, they stormed the court. It was so fun. And I think it was, like, years since they stormed the court at a women's game. So it was huge. Mm. Like, it was really fun. They had pictures and stuff hanging up from that game because everybody stormed the court. So it was – that was a big moment. That was really fun. That's dope. That's yeah. Dope. Um, what about you? What's your favorite memory from Tech? Oh, low-key. So, like, on my visit, it was like a block party. And I was like, yo, this is college. They had <laughs> never they never had another party like that. When yeah, I got they there, they never had you. another party like that. I'm like, really? Um <laughs> But no, nah, definitely, definitely like Storm the Court. We had beat we beat OSU, Storm the Court, we beat Baylor, Storm the Court. Like like you said, like just being around all the fans, like everybody hyped, everybody was turned, like that was a good feeling. Yeah. I love yeah. that Yeah. Looking back on it, yeah. Looking back. Just yeah, like the, just like the funny stories with like, like the little shit that the team would do. Like sometimes you get in trouble. Like you know what I'm saying. Like the day to day stuff. Like with your teammates. Like, I think that was, that's come kind of some of the stuff that I miss. Like the locker room stuff like that. Yeah, we that got stuff. one time and um, we had to run from the court to the club we were at because we got in trouble. So they made us run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, remember you see, like, we used to, it was this one club we used to always go to, and we got in trouble, somebody got in trouble at the club, and they made us yeah. run there and back over and over, and yeah. they just followed us in their cars while we ran. That's tough. That's <laughs> tough. See, like, yeah, I see like that. That's it's funny that. now, but at the time, it was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up. Um, I mean, being a woman, being a doctor, uh, what was it like for you to see uh, what was it Kamala Harris be the vice president? Like, what did that feel like? I mean, that was huge. I think it's huge to have a, a the first black woman vice president is huge, and woman right. vice president is huge. And then to have like you know your niece and my daughter, they could watch that. And so you know, if you ask her who's the first black president, she says Barack Obama. Who's the first vice president? who's a woman, she says Kamala Harris. And so to have our kids witness that and see that, that's that's the most important part to me because, you know, they try to say, like, you can't be anything you can't see. And right. so to see that that's something that's a possibility, I really think about, like, the next generations and how we can make it better for them. So I think that's huge. That's dope, man. Yeah, I'm a uh, – I always try to think about the next generation, man. I feel like it's like a uh, – it's a little, like – divide it's like a little gap between like the younger and the older generation like as i i guess as i get older like i don't like i guess your like your taste changes like what you like what you like and the things that you like take pleasure in like it changes and then you get older and then it like it changes again um but to me like with what i'm trying to do i'm trying to i have to try to make things like uh digestible 
I feel like yeah. when people hear the word like mental health, one, I don't, I don't know if like most people even know what that means. Yeah. Like straight up, like I, I just think like people are like, okay, like what is it? What is like what does that mean? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. Like finding different ways to like make it like digestible through like movies, like music, whatever. Like music is like music is one of the ways, like poetry and things mm-hmm. like that, to make it like rhyme. I feel like yeah. that's uh. I feel like I have to like entertain people to educate them. You know what I'm saying? Like if at first you have to entertain them first. Or they yeah. not they won't pay attention at all. And then For like sure. make it kinda like uh educational. For sure. Um, they say like um like our generation, we're so used to having our phone that we have like attention span of like thirty seconds. Right. And so if they're not like pulled in by whatever you're trying to do, then it's hard for them to pay attention. So like Nipsey Hussle used to sing about, you know, mental health or what he did for his community. And he told a story, but because he was like resonating with people who were listening to it, he was able to get his message across. So that's why, you know, I have so much respect for people who are able to, you know, be who they are, mm-hmm. be themselves, but then also like in their own way, educate, like not the normal way of educating, but educate in a way where people like us can understand it, where we can really be like, Oh, I feel what you're saying, you know, so that's what Nipsey was so good at because he was able to talk about like finances and how you can get your money right and talk about mental health. But he was saying it to people who had respect for him because how he carried himself. So it's all about making connections and doing it like in a quick time so people can be like, oh, I'm feeling this. And then they'll keep on following what you're doing. So I think you're on the right track. Uh, I mean, to me, like if anybody is like an athlete, um, like, I used to think that all my uh, professors kind of thought I was, like, slow. Because every, everything that they tried to explain to me, they would be like, uh, let me use a sports analogy. So I'm like, damn, this motherfucker think I'm dumb. Like, <laughs> but now now I'm looking at it like, damn, but if I use a sports analogy, like, it'll make a complex situation, like, a little bit easier for me to understand. It basically, like, dumbs it down. So yeah. I feel like through, like, through sports, through music, that's, like, that makes, like, common ground for yeah. people. If there's a divide, like, you can always, like, find common ground. Yeah, for real. And I bet, like, at the time, I'm, I felt the same, I'm sure, in plenty of situations when professors were, like, they, you think they think you're not really serious about it because you're an athlete, so let me make yeah. sure it's done for you. But when you think back, like, some of those professors had really good intentions. Like, if you don't make it so I can understand, like, obviously, I wasn't raised, like, you know, crazy money or something. I wasn't raised, like, him. And so I wasn't in these private schools when I grew up. I wasn't in this this route for education. So right. you have to, as a good professor, be able to, you know, skew your stuff so that your students who you're teaching can understand it or else you're not doing your job. You're supposed to be teaching me. So teach me so I can understand. And that's like the whole problem with like critical race theories and stuff where people don't really want to talk about that subject. But it's because it's going to expose that culturally we're different. So you got to do something to where we can be just as successful or more successful than people who were competing with in the classroom, so. Mm. Mm. Critical race theory? Yeah. I didn't got to be a doctor to understand that. <laughs> Critical race theory. That's what's up. Um, nah, this is fun, man. I'm glad we got to do this. I'm definitely sorry that I'm late. Like most That's of okay. Um, but yeah, this is fun. Um, I'm definitely gonna get some copies of your book. Uh, Please do. You got Let any questions for me? I mean, I would love to know more about like um, you asked me what I want to be doing in the near future, like in the next couple years. I'd love right. to know like what you plan to do or or and um, like when, when so you I'm, do. I'm real big it. into like uh, like theater, like the arts and stuff like that. Um, so eventually. Basically, I want to have like a like a play, a, a play that's like that just explains like catch you on the rebound like from the moment like that my dad passed and just like watching like my whole evolution, uh, just like yeah. a short play to just kind of like describe it all and just to kind of show my progression. That would um, be dope. And just that, just 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 to continue to give people different ways to like uh, resonate with like mental health because it was uh it was a it was so hard like the process of like becoming like emotionally intelligent is like a very 
it's very like strenuous. It's like a hard process because like it's a taboo in the community. Like sometimes the family don't want to talk about things, and like yeah. you feel like, damn, like, well, I, am I the only person that care about this? Like you kind of like sometimes you just just want to quit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, yeah, just to continue to like be creative about it. And uh, my ideal goal starting it was like. Jimmy Fallon, like a night show like that, like Ellen Arsenio Hall, yeah, something like that. Um, which it'll it'll happen, you know. Usually, yeah. I believe, like I believe in God. I believe in like prayer, manifestation, stuff like that. Writing down your goals and stuff like that. So right. everything that I've ever like written down, like once I started to write it down, like, pray on it, work obviously, like action. Yeah. Um, every like seed that I've planted, like it's always brought something to fruition. That's what's so, up. Just to, yeah, just to continue to do that. Like music, music is something that's like really big because it's like uh, I'm like a storyteller. Like yeah. It's naturally just like a storyteller. So every song that I do, it's like uh, it's something there. Like it's something for you to like take away from every song that I do. Yeah. So, uh, just to continue. To I've heard. Like I know you're good. I heard. <laughs> 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 so I got a question like do you have people in your circle that are doing things similar to you that could be like you know sometimes we tell ourselves we want to keep our circle small mm -hmm. in some instances that's a good idea but in others like it's good to expand out so I wonder like if you have any people like maybe you idolize doing the same thing or like you keep in um, contact with uh, I mean I read Charlemagne's book and like yep. his book, so he did his book with like several different therapists and the therapist like broke down all of these different like clinical diagnoses. And um, yeah, so definitely him, yeah. uh, Nick Cannon, like people don't really give Nick Cannon a lot of credit, but like Nick Cannon is like, he's making history. Like while we're getting to live it and watch it and see what he's doing. Um, yeah. I mean, you spoke about like Nipsey, uh, that one was real weird for me because like every time he came to Dallas, like I went and like the last time victory lap, he came to the house of blues and like people, people didn't know the words to like rap the shit back to him. Yeah. And like he could tell and he got, like he got pissed off and he just left. Like he probably was there for like 30 minutes. Like we waited an hour and a half and like he was there and like nobody was rapping this shit back to him. And, uh, he just did a couple of songs and he just dipped. But just like oh, you say, like everything that he did, like selling his album, like his own physical album, charging a hundred dollars for it, charging a thousand dollars for it, like seeing him like from what he was, like for him to go to Africa, like he spoke about like how he went to Africa and like how that changed his perspective. Um I never been to Africa, but it's a lot of like Africans in sports and just yeah. like through like talking to them, like being around them, eating their foods, like uh, being an American, like, the way they think about life and the way Americans think about life is, like, very different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're more, like, community-based and more, like, family-oriented. And uh, that's, like, that's just, like, something that I admire. Yeah. Um, yeah, so just, like, there's people like that. Uh, people that are, uh, that's just not afraid to, like, just take risks, man. Um, yeah. yeah. I just, I I just like it. If the more something like scare me and intimidate me, the more that I like kind of like go towards it, you know. That's so. great. That's like something that makes you expand. Like, there, you could talk about like all the stuff. There's like studies on that too. When you mm -hmm. get uncomfortable and get out of your comfort zone, then it makes it so you can expand to be better. So, that's what's up for you to have that. That's the, that's the first step too. Like, there's people that I work with in like the highest positions in my, in my organization. And, they're right. scared to go out the box. So it's like making it so they, they really can't do anything when they talk about like being creative or doing something to make a real change. Right. What do you do when you're, you're just staying in your comfort zone? So that's what's up. Yeah. So I'm all, yeah, I'm always. And then I, I feel like uh, people need to see somebody that's like not afraid to take risks. Like, yes. like they don't know like, like what does it look like? like? What does it look like? like? People just, sometimes people just need to see somebody do it before them and then they yeah. kind of like feel like they can do it you know what i'm saying like, 
Yeah. It's probably very few people that are successful that did not take a risk in their life. So Exactly. Like almost everybody like almost everybody did. I always say like uh don't ask for permission, ask for forgiveness. That's a Drake line, but <laughs> that's a Drake bar, but it's like it's true. It's, it's, it's true. Like, it's yeah. True. Like, it is true. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, so anybody yeah. in your smaller circle mm-hmm. to go a little further, like not just people that like you idolize that are famous, but do you have anybody in your closer circle that you look up to or do something similar to you? Um, let's see. Do something similar to me. It's so many. It's so many. Like, and I, if I say one person, then another person is gonna be like, "Oh damn, bro, you." <laughs> oh, who can I, I talk about? Um, this woman, Adrian Ross. Adrian Ross. She's like a stylist, and uh, she she's not really like into mental health, but like just her, like her persona, like who she is, is naturally like somebody that just. Uh, she is like mental health. She's like anytime I'm around her, like I just I feel better. I feel more confident about like what I'm doing, like on my purpose, on my journey, and things like that. Um, she don't like she don't really she don't like to be told no and stuff yeah. like that. Um, she she's she doesn't care about like uh, reputation or stuff like that. Like working with somebody just because they have a reputation and things like that. Like she's more so. Uh, more so in tune to like what she want her brand to be and her vision and things like that. So that's one person. Like we talked yesterday. So uh that's Adrian Ross. Yeah. Now you Yeah. Huh? Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> nah, like think about think about that. Like, think about like how cool that is to like say, oh, yeah, like my friend is a doctor, like, you know what I'm saying? Like it's kind of a big deal. No. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. So. Yeah. This has been fun. <laughs> <laughs> what else? Um. So yeah, it's uh, I'm in America until October. Okay. And uh, like I already signed back. I'm gonna go back to Taiwan, and this will be year six. And uh, trying year to go six. ten, like ten, fifteen. If God bless me. If God bless you. Um, you know how it's, it's all like based on your body. Yeah. Um, so, so you yeah, want to like, do 10 or 15 years playing still? Yeah, like, I think my body holds up. Like, wow. I mind. If long, as long as like, I feel like it would be selfish of me. Like if I had like uh, a wife or something like that and like she was starting her career and it's going in a different direction. I feel like it would be selfish of me to continue to do that. But like, because I don't, because uh, I don't have kids, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's no reason not to. What if my body was holding up? I would be trying to play too. <laughs> yes, man. So, like, thanks to God, you know what I mean? Like, I'm still able to do that because, uh, like, that that teach me a lot too. Like, every year going to a different country, like, having to like adapt to another environment, like another mindset every year is like it's uh. It's not, it, like, it used to be a hassle, and it used to, like, like at one point, like, I quit. I, I quit twice. Uh, I got cut three times, and, like, getting cut is the worst feeling. It's the worst feeling in the world. It was like, yeah. damn, I got to go back home. I got to go back home and tell them I got cut uh, right after I just told them, like, that I got signed. So, uh, just for, like, my ego, my ego, yeah. uh, like, pride, like, all that shit was, like, broken, destroyed. And um, I, I just told myself, I was like, yo, like, I'm going to just, I'm just give one more shot. I'm going to, like, try to be the best player I can be and, like, just do it for the fun and, like, see what happens. And uh, I did it. And uh, even this year, like, this year is, like, a huge testimony to me. Like, we started the season. I missed five games. I get hurt, like, as soon as I get there. Oh, wow. Uh, so we lose 10 in a row from the beginning of the season. Like, we 0-10. Usually, you know, they cut the Americans, like, blame shit on Americans. Right. Uh, but they rolled with me. We finished the season better than we started. Like, we won seven of our last 11 games. So, like, it actually it actually turned into, like, a positive. Like, everything that I had wrote down, like, all of my, like, season goals, my monthly goals, like, I 
crossed every goal off my list. No matter like how small, like it, the shit got so bad. Like one of my goals was like to win one game, and my second goal was like to win two games. And like I had to do it like just little That's step good. by step. Yeah, start small, step by, think man. Bigger. Yeah, it was. Uh, and then like once I, once I finally got to that point, I was like, we we had we would have like uh, you know like team meetings. And then sometimes you get to a point to where like, like we having like too many team meetings. Like we doing all this talking, but like nothing yeah. is happening. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Uh, like one of my coaches told me, my first Italian coach, he was like, "Don't look around. Like sometimes like you just gotta like just lock in. Like it's nothing to be said. Like we all know like what we here to do. Um, and I like I apply like basketball philosophy to my life. Like in everything that I do, I just I apply it. I try to know like what's going to happen, like, on offense and defense. And uh, I just, like, I use that approach. Um, Taiwan is, like, Taiwan is, uh, you know, it's, like, conservative. You know what I mean? Like, they have they have things going on in, like, their country, and, yeah. like, political. They have a lot of stuff going on. Um, so, like, I tried to, like, be in tune with, like, what's going on there, too. You know what I mean? And just see, like, how it affected them, how it affected their mindset and, like, but, like, mental health is a taboo over there as well. You know what I mean? But, like, shit, here, just, like, big-ass basketball player that's, like, talking about mental health, like, making that shit cool. You know what I'm saying? So, it's there. It's always, like, anywhere I go, it's always, like, something there for me. I always know. And it's, it's not, like, it's not monetary. Like, it don't have nothing to do with basketball. It's always, like, a, a person that I meet. It's always, like, a situation yeah. that I can, like, impact in, like, every place I go. So, I'm kind of just... I kind of, like, search for those things now. That's what's up. So yeah. I bet, like, those bad times, though, that you went through, did that help for now? Like, if you look back, do you always yeah. say, like, I'm appreciative that I went through those hard times, like, getting cut, or is it, like, you regret anything? Nah, like you say, it's, it's like, it's a very, like, appreciative. But basically, like, people can't, like, take losses no more. Like, people just, like, now, now they, this day and age, like, <laughs> Young kids, if they lose, like... So you try yeah, to like, off? Like, something bad happens, <laughs> like, the world is over. I'm like, yeah. It's, and it's hard to... It's hard, man. Like, it's hard. Like, it's it's all, like, your your reaction. Like, how do you perceive, like, what happened to you? It could be, yeah. like, the worst thing in the world. It could seem like the worst thing in the world. But, like, for what it's meant to teach you, it could actually be, like, the best thing in the world. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, like, I can confidently say, like, my dad dying, like, it allowed me to, like, be myself. Like, it allowed me to just, like, damn, like, I, now I'm, 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 I'm my mother's son, my father's son, like, I'm a sister and my brother, but, like, nah, like, I'm me. I'm also, like, me. You know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, like, finding, like, finding my identity and stuff like that, that was, like, the highlight of my life. There was no... It's like waking up in a new body. Like, who is, like, who is this? Yeah. You know but I mean? that's huge, though, for you to be able to say that and communicate that because, like, you know, you talk about mental health. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's – people go through losses all the time, but you just said it. Like, it, it's about your perception of what you, you take from that, that loss. Yeah. So, like, you've turned it around to not be, like so – I'm sure sometimes you get sad, but, like, in, when you think about your whole self, like, you become a better person, and you can say that outwardly. Like, that can help somebody so much who's been through something similar. Who And a lot of people have losses, so, and a lot of people are athletes who need assistance. So, I feel like if that's your calling, you should keep going after it because you have a story that will help so many people. From the doctor. <laughs> yeah, 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 man. Definitely. Uh, we, had, uh, we had the first team meeting, and everybody was, like, kind of going around. Oh, mind you, mind you, this is like everybody speaking Chinese, and then this is translated kind of like <laughs> of what everybody's saying. And I'm yeah. like, yeah, this is that's another thing. That's another thing, right? Like, you probably feel like you're on an island by yourself. But listen, but no, but listen to this though. So language is always a barrier overseas, right? And it's in, in Asia, there's like a translator. But think about it, like me and you, like we both speak English, right? right? But like. If I'm into uh, traveling and like you going, like you're trying to be a doctor, like we speak a different language. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, people, who, pe- even people who speak the same language don't speak the same language. That's very so, true. You know what I'm saying? It's just yeah. all about, like, it's all about, like, like, what's important to you? You know what I'm saying? If it's like, if what's important to me is not important to you, then nah, we don't speak the same language. Right. That's so, it, like, language barrier, it wasn't, it wasn't a big deal for me. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't that big of a deal once I, like, I looked at it from, like, that perspective. Cause I don't, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I like to talk, like, how we talking, but, like, when I feel like I, I hated, like, I always hated, like, lectures. When, like, the coach would go on and talk for, like, two hours or, like, Every player get to say, I always like hated that because I felt like it didn't really like do that, in yeah. my opinion. So yeah, the first team like meeting, it's all kind of fluff. It's all kind of like fluff. So yeah. uh, the first team meeting, I was, I think I said like one sentence, and then everybody looked at me like, "Damn, bro, like that's all you got to say, like for real." <laughs> and then like later in the season, I was like, "God damn, like I." Most of the players on the team was like kind of young. Uh, everybody expected us to like do bad because of that. Yeah. And it was, I saw, like, my teammates were just, like, it was beating themselves up and, like, every little thing. And I'm like, bro, like, I don't judge myself off the wins and losses. Like, I judge myself, like, off the fact that I'm I'm still playing. Like, I judge myself off the fact that, like, every day I wake up and I still get to do this shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. wins and losses don't really mean nothing to you. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. when I said that, and that was, like, that was at the point of the season where it was, like, we was either going to, like, tank and just, like, let everybody play. Or we was gonna try to make a push for the playoff, and like, yeah, we did. Like, we did. Like, everybody just kind of like bought in. Like, a rookie got a rookie got like rookie of the year. Like, everybody, everybody got like share of the fruits of the labor. I guess. See, that's what I mean, though. That's what we were just talking about. Sometimes it just takes one person saying something. You know what I mean? Like you said it, and then they were like, "Oh, damn! I never thought about it like that." But it maybe takes one person, one teammate, to just say something that resonates with you. And it mm. could change your whole experience for so long. But a lot of people just don't say nothing. Like, it's like, I'm going to just look at you. I'm going to let you suffer. Nah, sometimes it's, it's always a time opportunity to say something. Exactly. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, man. So are you close to your teammates, even though they don't speak the same language? You think you're close to them? Um, yeah. Like, because, you know, I see myself in all of them. I see, like, everybody had their strengths and weaknesses, right? So everything, anything that they felt like they lacked or that they struggled with, like, I felt the same way. I was like, it's definitely, it's, I see myself and, like, you, whatever you're going through, I've, I've been through that or, like, I might have to go through that. So, like, I saw a lot of myself in them. Like, when I was, like, think about when you're young and you start playing basketball and then you get around better players and you're like, damn, like, hold on, like, something is different about them. Like, right. you know what I mean? And yeah. then it's like, it's just, it's like small, it's like small things, like mentality. That is the, yeah. the gap. Because every, like, when you're playing pro, everybody good, everybody big, everybody fast. Like, well, damn, like, how do I make myself different? It's like the shit that's not on the court. It's like the mind game, like, up here. Um, yeah. So that's that's kind of like, I pride myself on, like, my mind is just as strong as my game. So, like, it's just, yeah. can you outlast me? Like, that's all. Has there ever been like a book or something? Like I feel like you. I read a lot though. Uh, okay, I tell you, so I, I study like uh, war. Uh, um, the, yeah, so Tupac, Tupac actually mentioned this book. It's called The Prince. And it's by Machiavelli, and it's like a uh, like a it's like a strategy book. Yeah. It's like a little small blue book, and it talks about like. Uh, how, uh, like, everybody that was in a position of power, like a king, a president, or anybody like that, like, everything that they dealt with, whether they were successful or not, like, how the people treated them, uh, like, what did they do to try to, like, be in favor of the people, uh, it's good, it's good, it's called, it's yeah. called The Prince. Okay, uh, I gotta read that one. Yeah, it's, it's just, I read, I read, like, strategy books, um, and then sometimes I just, like the alchemist, I'll read a book that's just like a, a journey, like a cool story, something like that. Uh, but yeah, definitely, definitely. I study like strategy and like war. I feel like business is war. I feel like yeah. everything it's is definitely. a little. Yeah, it's all like competition and stuff like that. So. Yeah, it is. But I mean, like, from would you ever write a book? I need to. I'm like, a, I, I just, about- I don't, I'm, um, what do I say? I'm I'm not orderly. 
You know what I mean? You don't have to be the per. You can hire somebody to actually type it for you, and you just tell them your story, and they'll make it sound good for you. Okay. Like, think about if you could tell somebody the story of, like, you know, all these companies and stuff are going through trying to figure out all this stuff with, like, the issues of, like, diversity and inclusion and, like, making sure there's, like, equal opportunity for everybody. Okay. You just said that, like, if you you can have a, a relationship with your teammate from a whole different country and sometimes we can be speaking the same language, but really we're not because we're doing two separate things, like, that's, like, a great analogy on how you could say, like, even if you guys are completely different, it's so many things we have in common, I can see me and you. Like, that would be huge to hear from, like, your perspective as an overseas player. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. I, I, I will, uh, let's see. I will confirm that I will start. You I've should been, do I've it. I've been procrastinating. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it's, 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 it's all out of order. I got a lot of stuff. That I can use, but it's like it's not in order. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can do it. All you got it. You start off with like the little uh, timeline of your life, and then you just put those those top items, like the big moments in your life, lay those moments out, and then put like little things as like the subtopics of those bigger topics, and then you just start filling information under those big moments in your life that you could think about. And then you start having a book that comes together after you, like, write out what the big moments are in your life. Okay. I think I would. I mean, I know that's not. I think an audio book would be a lot easier. That would. That would be cool. And I think a lot of people like audio books now. Like, people are telling me to do my book in audio because they're like. You should. You should. I love audio books. I don't like my voice, You don't like audio? I don't like my voice. (laughs) You don't like your voice? Not on audio. <laughs> what? What you gonna go change it? No, I you put auto tune like what you gonna do? Like that's what you that's what you stuck with. Me, no, I'm saying like I can get somebody that sounds better with reading kids. Oh, you would have somebody else read your own book? Yeah. I would never. Yeah, wow. you have like a, a deep voice for a man. I don't like you have to have like a really nice <laughs> Like a friendly voice to read kids' books. Like, you know what I mean? I think I can get a better voice to read my books. <laughs> you don't think so? Nah. That's what I hate when I get I buy a book or out of book. Somebody See, people saying, I don't like my voice either. Look, they agreeing with me. <laughs> <They're weak. laughs> she said, mine's really deep. I'm a girl. <laughs> Man, nobody cares. Look at that, a kill. Um, nah, I don't think nobody cares. It's not that big of a deal. Your voice is like, it's like a, a artist or a musician. Like some of them, you just like their natural voice. That's you know true. I mean? Yeah. In some cases, it's better. You yeah. should be your own for sure. For your bio, you should be yours. Okay. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a hold myself to that. Account. You can be my account- accountability partner. Yes. I'll make sure I, you're doing it. For sure. Check out with my doctor. <laughs> Make sure that I'm, uh... Is that what's up with you? Uh, damn, I ain't even been watching this. I have not been yeah. watching this at all. They sure they ain't showing love though. I can't fucking name everybody. I'm not even gonna try to do that shit. Right? Yeah, I, just, I just I can't do it. I can't do it. I will too. Okay. Yeah. Um. What are we talking about? A book. Yeah. Your it's gonna be called Catch You on the Rebound. Everything is just going to be catch on the rebound. It's just, it keeps everything safe. Okay, cool. Damn, my mom on here. What's up, mom? Oh, hi. Yo, so, okay, Tech. Yo, when you said go to, do you remember Ruby Tequilas? That was my spot. Do you remember Ruby Tequilas? Yeah. So, uh, my mom gave me eat Mexican food, like, every day. You know what I mean? Like, she could eat that shit every day. So, every time they would come down, we would go to tequilas. <laughs> I'm talking about, like, we lit in their breaking place. Like, we just we just have a good time, you know what I'm saying? Like, a bunch of shots, and that, that was, like, a vivid memory. That's, like, one of the things that I miss, like, just my whole family being down there. Everybody would come down there. Mm-hmm. We'd, just, we'd just be told, we'd just have a good time. I think they closed that down. Yeah, no, it's not there, though. That's yeah. crazy. I went yeah, to go not, visit. Yeah, I was like, I'm for sure going to Ruby's. 
Yeah. And I went over there and it was closed and I was like, oh, I'm kind of sad. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so shit from the pictures, like, I don't, I doubt that I would even recognize Lovey. You know what I mean? Yeah. From, from what I've seen. Yeah. It's way different. And yeah. the facilities, I'm a little jealous, but they, they deserve it. But you built it. You can't be jealous, though. You I know. I'm just saying. I would have yeah. loved to be able to, you know, play in there. And they just, you see that area where they could just chill, the families could go. It's yeah. so nice. Are you, are you like, all the way removed from basketball? Like, coaching, all of that, you just removed, you done? Mm-hmm. Oh, never. I can never, I don't think. No, I love it too much. Even though he yeah. said I couldn't play all the time, like, you know, I try to go play pickup or whatever, so I, I love playing pickup. But it's normally with, like, all boys, so I don't mm-hmm. I don't play hella hard because I'm not trying to get injured out there. It's like, you know, you go to the gym and you play pickup, and they normally don't know what they're doing all the way, so I don't want to get injured. But I go play, and then – my daughter just started playing for this um, YMCA team. That's where I started at YMCA, and she she okay. was supposed to play, and another coach was going to coach her, but it was no coaches. So now I'm going to be coaching my daughter, which I didn't plan. See? See? <laughs> See? I bet you like it. I, pro- I promise you, I bet you like it. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I coached some kids one time, and that shit was, that shit was hard. I ain't going to lie. That shit was How hard. old were they? Um. Man, sixth, seventh grade. Oh, oh, sixth, seventh grade. That's good. Yeah, it was hard. It's hard. But they were serious at that age, though. Right? I don't, I don't think I would want to coach. I put it like that. <laughs> Did the parents used to get mad at you? I, I'm not. I don't have no time for parents. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't even. Nah, I don't. No. I won't. I won't <laughs> coach. No, I don't have that patience. Yeah, I don't. With the rest, the coaches. Uh-uh. Yeah, I, nah. It's it's hard enough dealing with it as a player. Like, right. I would rather not. Yeah. Especially, I'm not trying to hear. It. I'm trying to win. So if I got to keep in my my five, yeah. yeah, oh. I'm gonna be mad. Come on, like you know what time it is. Like give them the ball. Right. Like, set the screen. Get out the way. Like come on. <laughs> we trying to. You know how you know how our coaches was. They right. just trying to win. Like I care what that shit look like. So right. Yeah. That's funny. Casey Morris. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I could just tell you just from speaking with you, like you are, um, you have grown so much in a positive way. So it's not like it was anything different when you were, you were always so sweet to everybody. But, you know, I could just tell your confidence level and how you carry yourself. I'm proud of you. So keep it up. I mean, same to you. It was like you're an author, like yeah, doctor. I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep reminding you on that one. Like, that's, a, that's a. That's not. That's a really big deal. You know, definitely. Uh, how you say from like people, minorities. Um, yeah. That's a. That's a really big deal. How long did that take? Mm, it took me like probably like five years. Five years, like with after after you had already graduated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. <laughs> I got it. That's what's up. Yeah, but it was worth it. Yeah, I'm probably not gonna ever go back to school again. But no, no. <laughs> like, just... How much further up can you go past like doctorates? I PhD is the farthest up. <laughs> you got it. So that's dope, man. Yeah. Um. That's what's up. That's Thank what's you. Up. Yeah. I mean, you, you can kind of, uh, I'm never really speechless, but I kind of, all of the points we wanted to talk about, I feel like we, yeah. we discussed. Yeah. It was a good talk. I'm happy we did this and we should do it again because it was good. Okay. I'm down. Just let me know, like, that we got each other's contact information. Like, clearly, yeah. like, the, somebody was listening to it. So. Oh, yeah. They're all on there. I appreciate you guys. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Y'all, um, okay. Where can we find your book? Is there a link in your bio? Yeah, there's a link in my bio for okay. my book. Um, so it's on Amazon and it's on Target. It's on Barnes and Noble. And then I have a link tree, which is linked in my bio. And on that link tree, you can also find my, um, blog. I have a blog for like life after sports for student athletes. So if anybody wants that resource, they can always look at it, um, find it. 
Um, and this is how the book looks. It's called The Playground Queen, the kids' book. Yeah. That's what's up. Hope you guys enjoy it. All right. So, like, to finish, like, what you said, um, what with what you know now, like, if you can go back and, like, speak to, like, yourself when, like, you were at that age, when, like, you were an athlete, like, what would, you, what would you say to yourself? When I was in college, an athlete? Yeah. I, I like, really love this question because I always get, and I think that, uh, for me, it would be that, you know, you have to just stay true to yourself. So it was like so many, you laughing at the... Um, yeah, I'm now I can see the comments. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think like when I was a student athlete, I used to be so worried about like what the coaches were saying or, you know, what other people were saying and thinking about um, how I can please people. I was a people pleaser. And I wish I would have been able to stay true to myself because you take you have so much stress and pressure on your own self when you're playing in sports. And um, sometimes you just have to take the time to reflect on what the future is going to be, even though we're younger and we don't really think about that kind of stuff. But um, really stay true to myself. Remember what I started for. So it was fun to me with my passion. So remembering that and then understanding that like a loss or like having a bad game is not the end of the world because you have so much life after sports. So. Just thinking bigger, I guess I would say, even though that's hard to do because you're young, but I wish I would have been able to do that and have that mental health awareness like you talk about. That's what's up. That's dope. Dr. Casey Morris. <laughs> hey, man, I appreciate you. Appreciate your time. Um, I think it's great, like, what you're doing. Like, you're often your doctor. Uh, can't really say enough about you, man. Thank you. Yeah. This was so fun. Thank you for having me. Ah, no doubt, no doubt. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I got to finish with my little, uh, this is like my slogan. So it's, nobody want to hear about mental health, but that's okay. Get lost in the lifestyle, but where's the exit out the maze? But don't act like I ain't say nothing. Until you face what's in the mirror, what's leaving is always coming. So really, what's the point of running? Catch on the replay. Okay, <laughs> you gotta chill. Thank you. Um, and I like, I can feel that.